Chapter Three of the Things in Our Garden by Arthur Ransom. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Three: The Plant People. For quite a long time, the imp and the elf did not care very much for flowers and plants, or at least not so much as for the other things. The birds are people, said the elf. The plants are only things. They liked the bright colors and sweet smells of the gardens, but did not love them as they loved the feathered folk or even the insect people. And then one day, as I sat in the study looking out across the lawn and down the garden paths, I saw the gardener kneeling on the ground by a flower bed, and the imp and elf lying flat on the grass beside him, with their chins propped on their hands something very interesting was being told them i guessed and put away my papers and slipped out to join them they were watching a bee on a clump of yellow and purple pansies what do you think he's doing asked the old gardener and the imp and the elf just watched and said nothing look at his legs said the gardener and they looked the bee's legs and part of his body were golden with fine yellow dust the old gardener rubbed his finger into one or two of the big marigolds and showed the tip of it covered with dust in the very same way as the legs of the bee does he go to get the dust asked the imp not he said the gardener that is pollen dust that is and the flowers want the bee to come to them to carry it about to other flowers for unless the pollen is carried about from flower to flower the seeds do not ripen oh said the imp yes but how does the bee make the flower do its work for it like that how does it persuade it to come asked the elf you wait a minute said the old man and picked a pansy flower and showed them that behind the pansy face there was a horn-shaped tube into which the bee had been poking his head you taste what is in this he said and the two children picked pansies and pulled off the horns and put them between their lips it's sweet said the imp it's honey said the elf honey it is said the old gardener smiling and that's what the bees are after and then he told them how hundreds of the flowers keep a little honey stored in a private pantry inside themselves and invite the bee by sending a sweet scent into the air and by showing their bright color like the flags at the doors of tents some of the flowers like the pansy even have lines marked on their petals so that when the bee has come it is shown the quickest way to the pantry by the time he gets inside to the honey some of the pollen dust has brushed itself off on his legs or head or body and he has left behind him some of the dust from one of the other flowers he has just visited you can see the lines for yourself on any pansy in the garden well from that day the imp and the elf began to grow as fond of the flowers as of the birds and just as inquisitive about their ways they wanted to know how plants fed and all about the children of the plants indeed everything about them they were delighted at the clever way in which the plants managed all the difficult things they wanted to do when they had noticed that the plants who use bees to carry the pollen are bright and gay and awake during the day they were very interested to hear that other flowers use moths and were puzzled when they remembered that moths only come out at night 
how do they find their way to the flowers they asked and the elf kissed an evening primrose for joy one night when she understood that it was so wise that it only opened in the evening when the moths came out and the bees had gone to bed and that it had a pale colour so as to be easily seen in the dark and a very strong scent to make things still easier the old gardener told her that nearly all the night flowers were white and pale and she laughed of course she said they are just like me when i have a white dress on then it's no use trying to hide from you for you can always see me even in the dusk we walked round the garden in the twilight when she ought to have been in bed so that she could see the flat white flowers of the tobacco plant and the moths fluttering heavily about the pale blossoms of the evening primrose i wish the plants had eggs said the imp one day i wish they had eggs like the birds of course they have only that the plant eggs are called seeds we were in the garden when he said it and he pulled a withered pansy to pieces and found a round greenish knob we broke it open with a knife and saw that the inside was full of wee green eggs that would some day grow hard and brown and be sown in the earth and perhaps grow into purple pansies in the autumn it is great fun to watch the pansy mothers sowing their seeds the round knob that is left when the flower is withered away grows brown and splits into pods like half-open pea-pods with a row of little seeds in each and the sides of the pods grown closer and closer together tighter and tighter squeezing out the seeds and at last shooting them far away over the ground that is the way the pansy mother sows her children other plants do it in other ways you know dandelions when the golden-toothed petals have left them and they are masses of white fluff if you pick one and puff at it some of the fluffiness blows away down the wind and if you catch it you will see that it is made up of hundreds of tiny seeds each hanging from a wee umbrella-shaped wheel of fine white hairs it is so light that wind blows it easily away and the fluffy umbrella at the top of it keeps it floating for a time so the wind can carry it a long way away from home before letting it drop that is the way the dandelion sows his seeds he calls in good brother wind to help cherry trees like many other fruit trees call the birds to help them in the same way as the wind helps the dandelion by carrying their seeds some distance away so that they may have a better chance of growing all around the cherry stone that is the seed is soft juicy flesh that is good and sweet to the taste birds are very fond of eating it quite as fond as imps and elves when the birds carry off the cherry fruits they drop the stones after eating the fruity parts and so give them their chances of growing up into cherry trees almost every plant and flower in the garden has some delightful plan of its own for scattering its seeds so that they will not be too crowded the imp and the elf love watching them and you had better do the same watch a poppy head turn upside down and swing to and fro in the wind shaking its little black seeds out of a row of wee holes round its top watch the sweet pea pods open watch any flower you like and find out all about it plants are very fortunate for they have other ways of making little ones besides seeding 
birds can only lay eggs we should be very surprised if we saw one little bird sprouting out of another but that is what many plants do when the imp and the elf go to divide their pansies so as to spread them along the border next year they dig them up and find that what was only one plant last year is now two or three for the pansy roots have spread under the earth and blossomed up into fresh plants close to the first that can easily be pulled apart without hurting either if we watch the strawberry beds we can watch the very same thing happening only above the ground the imp and the elf love watching the strawberry plants throwing out runners as the gardener calls them long threads that creep along the ground and take root and start new plants and then the new plants grow runners and start new plants again so that one or two strawberries left long enough can cover a whole bed then the children love watching the climbing plants who can clamber up walls that they could not possibly manage even helped by me the plants some of them are so clever at climbing that they can creep up a quite straight smooth wall and up any kind of stick the imp and the elf began to notice all these things soon after that first day when the gardener showed them that there was a reason for all the things the plants did and that they were not stupid folk at all but very clever people indeed i was sitting on the garden seat by the shrubbery reading when suddenly the imp who was sitting by my side said i could never climb up the wall of a house could you ogre i said no not without a ladder well said the imp how does the ivy do it so we left my books and things on the seat and went up to the house to see when we pulled aside the leaves we saw that the ivy had made a ladder for itself and how do you think it had managed it you go and look at the ivy on your own house and see for yourself the ivy stems were quite covered with clusters of little roots that clung tight to the wall so tight that we had to pull quite hard to get them away when we went upstairs and leant out of an attic window where the ivy had only just climbed we saw the new ivy shoots fastening to the wall they put out little sticky roots that fastened on the wall and would soon make a firm strong ladder for the plant to climb on and go even higher that's not the way the plums do it said the imp it is not for the plums are not really climbing trees they do not want to climb and do not take the trouble to learn how so that the gardener does it for them by fastening them up to the wall by nailing little strips of cloth across their branches then we went to look at the sweet peas they are delicate little people and climb in quite a different manner they throw out fine green tendrils that sway round and round and round till they happen to meet a stick or anything that they can cling to and then going on swaying round they twist themselves tightly about it and make a firm hold for the plant the tendril between the main stem and the support twirls itself into a spiral half one way and half the other so that the plant is not fixed rigidly but can bend and swing with the wind what a clever little thing it is said the elf who had joined us in the garden 
we began to see how every plant was made so as to grow best in its own fashion how the climbing plants like the sweet pea and the honeysuckle had delicate stems and how the sturdy plants that stand upright by themselves like gooseberry bushes or michaelmas daisies or marigolds have fine solid stems that are easier to break than to bend how the creeping plants that run along the ground like strawberries or violets have small leaves on short stalks and never grow to any great height there was no end to the things we noticed and i do not think there ever will be an end for the more we notice the more secrets there seem to be that we are just going to discover the elf noticed that the flowers looked one way in the morning and another way at night and that puzzled us until the old gardener explained that they always follow the sun then of course we remembered how the ferns in a room always slanted towards the light it really is interesting to see the flowers leaning up out of the foliage like the marigolds or the purple periwinkles or the asters or the great sunflowers bending sweetly towards the sun in the morning and bowing after him as he sinks in the west at night that is just one of the things we notice then there was the joyous discovery that we ought not to be cross with the prickles on the roses in the lane for they were not meant to prick us but only as hooks to catch tight hold of any branch across which the rose might climb and make it impossible for the rose to slip down again or back you can try this by seeing how easy it is to push a prickle over a pencil pushing it in the way the plant grows and then trying to pull it back the prickle catches tight hold of the pencil just as it would catch a branch on a hedge or your finger or anything else that happened to be there the elf keeps a little garden book and writes down in it in a big round hand all the plant secrets that she finds out and sometimes queer little stories to show how a plant came to grow in its own way End of chapter three